Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. I'm going to read uh, Joshua chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. Joshua chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. Uh, it'll appear on the screen or, or you can follow along in your Bibles. So Joshua 3, 1 to 8. It says this. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Thanks, Andy. Uh, so as so, I said a few minutes ago, uh, it's great to be able to welcome Arnold this morning to uh, come and preach, come and share with us. Uh, Arnold, uh, we already know that you spend a good period of your time serving uh, churches and serving people uh, over in Uganda. And uh, particularly this season, I, I think it's just be uh, great to hear from you uh, out of everything that's been going on uh, in your life and through the things that you're involved with, planting churches and so on. So I'm going to pray for you uh, as we, as you kick off uh, and then we'll hand over all spot like you uh, to come and speak to us. Father, I thank you uh, that you give gifts to the church. I thank you that Lord Jesus, your intention has always been that you would show your glory uh, through the church that uh, and to help that happen that the saints us your people uh, would be prepared for works of service that you would uh, build us up that you would disciple us that you would teach us and that you give people uh, to us to help us in that and father i want to thank you uh, for the gift of arnold to the church the gift of arnold to us today and i want to pray uh, father that he would know favor from you that he would know goodness and grace from you uh, as he comes to speak and share with us this morning amen Arnold over to you thank you good morning everyone and thank you for having me I want to say a great thank you to uh, Kingsway and South Manchester Family Church and also thank you for supporting us you've recently sent us some help in Uganda because we do have uh, a lot of people struggling and also for us to maintain the children's home so we are eternally grateful for what you're doing with us. Thank you for the worship. Uh, I want to uh, share with you more of a testimony. I've been around South Manchester Family Church for quite a long time, and probably they have an idea uh, of part of this testimony. But in this time of lockdowns, COVID-19, epidemics, you can hear the words that these days that go on. Uh, some things are very important to remind ourselves of. Uh, uh, most of you know that I came in this country as a missionary. Now that's a shock, you know, reverse missionary, because missionaries were going down into Africa. And here I was in the late 90s, 
coming here claiming to be a missionary. And that's what I'm doing here. And the reason I came was to remind this, uh, the Northern Hemisphere, that the, the God of the Bible, this book, you told us about over 100 years ago, is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's all I came to remind. But also I came in this country to share from the story of Uganda. And Uganda's or Africa's story is not very grossy and is not very exciting. Africa's story is a story of pain, is a story of struggles, is a story uh, of a lot of uh, things that you don't want to go through. But that's what I came to share because in the 90s and the 2000s, we all remember there were revivals going through Uganda. There's still good things happening today, but there was a prayer and a, and a, and a, a great move of God characterized with the prayer and the real presence of the living God. And I came here to share, and I was sharing that out of Uganda's problems, out of Uganda's challenges, God did something incredible. And I shared how the gospel came to Uganda in the 1950s. And in the 1960s, Uganda, we went through problems. The first dictators, Obote, came and began to kill people. And the church prayed and that went away. But in the 70s, another dictator, Idi Amin, came. Idi Amin did not only just go kill people randomly, but he also banned the church. The church wouldn't pray. So the only three denominations that, or the regions were allowed, Catholics, Anglicans, and the Muslims. But also the Catholics and the Anglicans were very controlled and limited. The Archbishop of Uganda, who was mm, uh, Jonan Lumu, got killed for simply speaking out about the injustices in society. And the church continued to, 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 to cry out to God, to take out these dictators. And in the uh, 80s, the dictators had gone in the mid 80s, but came another invisible enemy. I think we're used to that these days, invisible enemy. And this time the invisible enemy was HIV AIDS. You could not go to the jungle and become a soldier to really root out HIV AIDS. The church began to pray. All of us in our families, we had somebody dying of HIV AIDS. Prevalence rates were more than uh, uh, 45% among adults. That's what was happening in Uganda. And uh, uh, people were really, really uh, dying. And uh, so the church again began to pray. But I remember that about 250 pastors went out for a retreat and they were crying out to God and said, Lord, why are we like this? You know, and the Lord spoke to them and said, there are many ways to pray for the nation, but I'll advise you about two ways. One of them is to pray for the problems, but the problem of praying for problems, this problem goes away and another problem comes. But there is another way to pray for the nation or uh, is to pray that the destiny, the calling of a nation will come to pass. Uh, when you keep praying for problems, you, you're always in crisis management because this problem comes, another problem goes. And I know that today we're all being affected by COVID-19. I have lost a couple of friends. I've had a few friends struggling. We are under lockdowns, people are losing their jobs. We are all struggling and it's a problem. It's a, a, an issue that we need to pray into. But I want to encourage the church that our prayers should not only stop on the crisis, 
our prayers should also go beyond that. And we remember that as individuals, we have a destiny in God. As congregations, we have a call in God. And as nation and nations, we do have a destiny in God. What the devil does when he sees God wants to do great things, he comes and touches things that are dearest to you and nearest to you so that you may be distracted and focus on those things and forget the other things God wants to do. So my encouraging you that I think there is a lot of prayer and a lot of cry in the, in the nations that God takes away COVID-19. I do believe that this problem will go. As I said, in Uganda, we've seen it all. We've seen dictators, we've seen HIV AIDS, but we've also seen the hand of God. We've also seen the goodness of God. So this will go. But it's important to remember that after this, uh, I've been talking to other people this morning and I say, I see three seasons close to each other. The pre-COVID season, the COVID seasons, and the post-COVID season. So, so there is a new season coming, the post-COVID season. But today in isolation, as we pray, as we're isolated, I think we should not only pray for this season, but we should pray that, that what God wants to do after this. The scripture which Andrew uh, uh, read says, you know, uh, the, the, the verse I want from there, the line, God tells the children of Israel, you know, sanctify yourself, purify yourself, you know, as you cross over to the promised land, because you have never been this way before. I think all of us, we you know most of us would never expected uh, this kind of season. We never expected that life will be like as it is today. We've never been this way before. I was speaking in Uganda in a big conference on the 31st of December, and that was my message. I said, I feel the Lord is saying to me, prepare yourselves in 2019 where God is taking us. We've never been there before. Now, little did I dream that it's, things are going to pan out like this. We're going to be in isolation, in lockdown, quarantine, and there'll be so much suffering. No, because many times when God speaks a word for us, to us, we just want to see the rosy and the nicer side. So I was only looking at the good side. I didn't realize that it's going to be a time of challenge, a time of um, uh, going through things that we didn't want to go through. But God says, prepare yourself because you've never been this way before. So I do believe that God has given us, it's a time of a challenge, but also an opportunity to really in our homes, in our families, in our isolations, to prepare ourselves. You know, I, I just don't believe that we can survive the coming season on the 2019 season, our mindset. So the coming season will need a new mindset bathed by God in our lives. You know, in our isolation, we should really ask God, how did I live my life? pre-COVID season? Are there things I need not to carry into this season? And in this season, really, to ask the Lord, what do I need to change? What things I need to leave behind? What is amazing me right now, nations and um, global international organization, organization, like the World Health Organization, the UN, and countries are making preparations on how the nations are going to be after the lockdowns. And I do think also us in the church, we should ask ourselves, how, what, how are we preparing ourselves that after this, what kind of church are we going to see? What kind of life am I going to live? What kind of things 
am I going to leave behind? What kind of things I'm going to, to carry forward? If nations are preparing themselves, you know, we should also prepare. Some, some prophetic person made this statement and said, the state of a nation tends to reveal the state of the church, or the state of the church reveals the state of the nation. And I think there is some truth to that. What happens in the nations, you know, tends to show what goes in the church. Because I really believe that the future of nations, the destiny of the nations is not in the hands of politicians. It's the hands of the church that knows its place. I also think in this season, when there is little activity in the church, you know, there is activity in the church. We are praying, we are seeking God, we are worshiping online. But you know what I mean? There is little activity. You know, it's an opportunity for us to influence things in the spiritual realm. The Bible says, you know, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. I think that is a legislative statement. It's like what members of parliament say this is the law of the land, the executive needs to obey and implement that as the law of the land. And that's where God is saying, I have put you here as my ambassadors. I have put you here as my representatives. I put you here as my people. Because that's what Jesus said, stay here and occupy. So whatever we legislate in the heavens, whatever we legislate in the heavenly places, God you know, also supports it. So there's an opportunity here, even in our prayer times, in our times in our homes, that we don't only pray God take away the problem, but what do we say? The United Kingdom has a destiny. The United Kingdom has a call. And we pray that in this season, you do things underneath that influences the destiny of the nation, the destiny of the nations. The church, the body of Christ, is here for purpose. We are the one who revealed Jesus to the people and to the nations. We pray for your bride, that in this season, your bride will, will, uh, shall, uh, will, will shine in the name of Jesus. So basically, I'm just taking our mindset simply from daily bread to the purposes of God. Yes, we are challenged. Yes, we are going through pain. Yes, we are going through things that we didn't expect. But it's also important to remember that we have a call, we have a destiny. I really believe that after this, some ministries are not going to remain the same. Some people not remain the same. Because in isolation, God speaks to you. We've seen in the Bible the people that God has isolated. When they came out, they were not the same people. Like Abraham, when he told him to leave his father's house. When Moses went to the mountain and waited on God for 40 days and another 40 days, he came out with a New Testament. When our New Testament, not the New Testament, he came out with, a, with a, uh, the Ten Commandments. When Jesus was taken to, uh, to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil and he fasted for, 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 for 40 days, when he came out, he was raising the dead. He was commanding, you know, storms to stop. He was doing incredible things. So in this time of isolation, I do believe that if we give ourselves to God, God is doing a new work. And one of the ways we prepare is to check ourselves. Paul asked the Corinthians, examine yourself to see whether you are still standing in the faith. It's an opportunity to examine ourselves 
as individuals. I know these days when you talk about examining yourself, holiness, purity, people struggle with that message. But we still serve a God of holiness. We still have a God of purity. We still have, serve a God of faith. We still serve a God of righteousness. We still serve a God who says, you are in this world, but not of this world. Which means we are not 100% influenced by the trends of the world by what is going on. We have our marching orders. We have our court. We have our direction. We have the way God wants us to do. Good, so just as I finish, because I have to finish uh, 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 on time, and uh, uh, you know, Joshua tells the children of Israel that God says, prepare yourself, you know, because you've never been this way before. We cannot predict, you know, unless God speaks to you. How exactly things are going to look after this? But we know by faith that God is still, still doing his work in our lives, in our congregations, in our communities, and in our nations. And therefore, if we prepare ourselves, if we clean ourselves, if we connect more with God, we cannot be disappointed. But God shall use us for the things he wants to do. So my encouragement to you, it's an opportunity. It's a great chance for us to hear the voice of God, but also to pray for the destiny of the nation. Let me say this last thing also. Please, when you are praying for COVID-19, go to take it away. Pray for our governments, because in the seasons like this, you know, yes, good decisions can be made, but also the enemy comes in to bring his own, his own corrupted wisdom to leaders, leaders of churches, leaders of families, leaders of nations. So it's very important that we don't only focus on the prevailing problem, but we also focus on the purposes of God and say that we pray for our leaders, whatever laws, whatever legislations they make, they are in connection with the will of God. We pray for for, for the church leaders, that when we come out of this, God is freshly leading our church leaders. God is freshly leading our worship leaders. God is freshly leading our intercessors. Because I do believe God is doing a new thing. You will see it and be amazed. Thank you for having me this morning. God bless you. Amen.